This is uh, Officer Kikowski saying that love is not admissible evidence, and shut up, Leonard. Shut up, Leonard. I'm Matt. I'm Andrew. And we like community. We do. And uh, this this week on Shut Up, Leonard, we we went to Comic Con. We did. We went to San Diego Comic Con International to use its Christian name. <laughs> Is that the one that it got at the same time George R. R. Martin got the second R? Well, that's a that's a um, confirmation name. Which I guess I, I, my bit falls apart here because within the timeline they would also have their confirmation name by now because they're past thirteen years old. Uh, I, I don't know. His full name is is San Diego, uh, Comic Con Robert International. <laughs> okay. Um, what we saw a community panel at Comic Con. We did is what we did. It was delightful. It was. They were uh, in Ballroom Twenty this year. Yeah, downgraded from Hall H. To Hall H. Eh. Yeah, you know, figure it's Yahoo now. So, yeah. <laughs> they did, however, have a big presence at the con because uh, I, I I think it started last year. I don't know if it started before that. There have been official bathroom sponsors at <laughs> Comic Con last year. It was Bates Motel. Every time you go into a bathroom at Comic Con, you see a Bates Motel sign. And this year it was Community. Yeah, that was ex- that was genuinely exciting. That was cool. They were little. They had little posters with a human being on a male human being for the men's room, a lady human being for the women's room. Uh, do you remember the, so the seldom seen their version of the lady human being. human being is just a bow on the head? Yeah. is that the version for TV? I don't is that the TV version? So. I don't believe so. I mean, it's the simplest way. I believe, but on the TV version, you you can see that it's a lady. Well, like, ladies yeah. have different I mean, bodies than boys. <laughs> do they? <laughs> yes. Do the boys have a stinger in the front? Yeah. I believe you'd say. Ah, uh, there he is. Um. So yeah, so that was that was really great. Uh, they didn't have I'm a lot of new information. Scared of what I'm googling right now. <laughs> don't don't Google it. Especially don't hit. I'm feeling lucky. <laughs> okay, I'm, I'm looking at some images on my computer right now. Um, that's the holiday, the winter human being. <laughs> don't give me that. Um, keep keep going. Oh, so the the community panel. Not a lot of new information, but uh, still fun nonetheless. Hinting at various different. Uh, uh, episodes that they could go into, and every time somebody asked a question, like, "Are you going to do this kind of episode?" Dan Harmon would kind of go, "Yeah, that's a good idea. I should yeah. do that." Yeah, <laughs> which reminded me of, do you remember last year our adventures with the uh, South Park panel? Yeah, where it was essentially the same thing. The South Park video game wasn't out yet, and um, the uh, I can't remember their names. Matt Trey Parker and Matt Stone. Yeah, they every time a fan would come up and say, "Are you going to have spells in the game?" They'd say, "Yeah, that's a good idea. We should do that." Yeah. <laughs> So I kind of think, uh, much like them, I think Dan Harmon's got it figured out, and he's just fooling around. He's yeah. just uh, giving us a good laugh, letting us all have a good time. Jim Rash was there, Gillian Jacobs, Joel McHale, Dino Stamatopoulos, <laughs> or as the moderator said, Stamp- Stampopoulos? Stampopoulos. Which Dino did not stop, did not let anything stop him from correcting 
and then trying to keep going. I'm seeing a female human being on, on the Greendale wiki right now. Well, I think they've only been seen maybe once or twice. I, this is not the one I remember, too. There was Family Day. She, That's where she pops up. Basic genealogy, yeah. yeah. Uh, I, I will tell you that she, she has different lips. Then the regular, then the, oh, the uh, that was that lips. was manocentric, and I apologize. What I, I said oh, the regular, said regular human being. Mm-hmm. Uh, I apologize. Uh, what I meant Both to say the was the male human Pierce being. would be disappointed in you. <laughs> uh, and she is a lot shorter than the male human being. All right. Uh, at first, I thought it, I thought she was a child human being, to be <laughs> honest, because she's she's uh, definitely shorter than the the male. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, okay, but no bow. But Dan, Dan Harmon and Chris McKenna were also at the panel. Yes. I don't remember the moderator, but it was TV Guide. That's who was sponsoring the whole affair, <laughs> yes. supposedly. Uh, so it was fun. Um, they said f- for sure new episodes won't be hitting Yahoo until uh, early next year. Yeah. Uh, they also said that they will be releasing them like a regular TV schedule, one a week for however many weeks they run, which yep. is, I remember hearing, 13. Yes, which will which has CFL implications. Yeah, that means that we will be able to run CFL properly. Yes, I will. Although sp- I will comer- say it that way. the commercial thing still we'll have to figure out. I had an idea for something we you could think do. They but won't I'll... have commercials. Oh, I guess yeah. If it's like a Hulu situation. Yeah. Okay. Um, when you watched Ghost Girls on on Yahoo screen, did they have commercials? Ghost Girls is a mini situation. It's like a oh, it's like, a mini. Yeah. So we're gonna have to look into see if Yahoo has any already thirty minutes or twenty minute length shows we'll do some research we'll, get we'll do some research you. apparently the human being was portrayed by a female in some of the community webisodes as well well that's a webisode interesting it's not canon do, do we consider that canon i've here dark secret time confession time yeah i've never seen the webisodes me neither is the webisode the animated one no yeah but i would say that wouldn't make any difference if the greendale human being was a female and the uh, dean pelton's office hours is the name of the webisodes in which she is portrayed I by a female about that uh, am I hallucinating right now, or were there Breaking Bad webisodes at one point? Yes, there were. We've gone too 100%. far as a society with webisodes. Oh God, I I was gonna just just now bring up how do you remember after the critic was canceled, they did a web thing, hmm. and it was bad. It yeah. was bad. We all love the critic, though. That was a good. Show. Yeah. It, well, I you know what you know what my opinion on the critic is. It stinks. Ah, oh, you robbed me of my chance to say it. <laughs> Um, you didn't like the critic? Hold on. No, I just wanted to say oh, it okay. stinks. <laughs> See, I did it better than you. You did. Which is actually. why you should have let me do it. Okay. Well, I thought you were just going to do it. You shouldn't <laughs> ask me. <laughs> well, I needed something to set it up. Oh, okay. This is called wasting time with Matt and Andrew. <laughs> <laughs> well, or or just wasted bits. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. Uh, so yeah. CFL implications. Uh, yeah, what else did, uh, I, I always like to tell the, the, the tale of what came up right at the end of the panel. I don't yeah. remember if it was the moderator or, or someone in the audience set him up, but someone asked about what, what's the future of Troy? Yeah. And Dan Harmon replied mysteriously, well, uh, saving someone from pirates, that sounds like an exciting adventure for a movie. That's what makes a movie. Yeah. And, uh, the crowd went wild. I love, I love, I love, I, I, I loved you in that moment. <laughs> that was beautiful. <laughs> it, that was very nerdy. That was almost, uh, that, that was some, uh, that was some, that was a uh, high quality, um, podcast bits right there is what I'm going to say to that. Uh, well done. Well done. Uh, do we have any more Comic-Con news? Well, you know, besides what people who are listening to the episode 
I have already heard. Yeah, I mean, do we have any more? What do you? No, I mean, like I'm they asking would've, you. They would have heard it, but what are you doing? we didn't say it. I don't understand. We we were we were able to encounter Craig Kukowski. Oh yeah, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> so that's what I'm saying. People listening would have heard it. You get, we were getting it, but we didn't say it. Yeah. No, we did. We we met Craig Kukowski at the Thrilling Adventure Hour Welcome to Night Vale after party. Mm-hmm. It was very nice. It was a fun encounter. And he recorded a special thing that you've already heard. Yeah. So that's that's cool. Yes. Very. That was very cool. Yes. That was a great moment. That was awesome. <clears throat> So yeah, so that's uh, that's our Comic Con stuff. Unfortunately, we did not go to the Rick and Morty panel. Yeah, we were forced to decide between that and Marvel TV. Yeah, so sorry, Dan. Fuck you, Dan. <laughs> I we just, do, this, we this, do. this is the moment I turn. <laughs> we do love Rick and Morty. We do. I haven't even finished the first season, but I still love it. I would I would argue I I, I might even, I would say that I love Rick and Morty more than Agents of Shield even. Well, that's 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 you now, like like I did, admitting we made a mistake going to the Marvel TV panel. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, glad we could settle that. Uh, what's this episode? Celebrity Pharmacology two twelve. I got there, kind of. Uh, we were we were a little like Kath and Garth on that one, but uh, it worked out. A little what? Kath and Garth. Don't worry about it. The kids know what I'm talking about. I'm sure they do. Um, uh, this oops, is the 13th. Just breathed into the microphone. Sorry. Apologies for that. Uh, 13th episode of season two, even mm-hmm. though it's 212, yeah. they don't address it in the commentary, but we think it's another situation where uh, the or- it's out of Production order. Production code versus air date. Yeah. Um, so we believe this might have supposed to have been the previous episode yes but whatever got shifted around um this episode was written by hillary winston yep. who's the, also on the, the commentary. great the great hillary winston i say yeah i think you know i'm on her side she's written some of my favorite episodes yeah i keep seeing her name and it always makes me happy yeah she's great have we also yet thanked alex <laughs> machina we have we also not yet thanked alex machina do it let's now slacktory.com Alex Machina, thanks. Shut up, Leonard Megamix. Okay, go to selectory.com is what we're trying to say here. <laughs> because uh, Alex Machina does stuff there, and he did our theme song, and he's a great American. And a great human being. Yeah. Um, all right, so overview for this episode. The, the, the study group uh, has help, volunteered to help Annie uh, do an anti-drug play. Yes. For a visiting middle school. Yes. Class or group. I, it didn't look like a whole middle school. Well, 50 was the number they quoted. Yes, they kids. did quote the number 50. <laughs> and how many middle schoolers can you buy for 50? Yeah. Or how, many, how much is 50 middle schoolers worth? <laughs> Apparently a, a bunch of Charleston Chews. Yes. As they, that becomes a plot line too. Yes. Uh, I, I think this is something where the dean is trying to get some good PR for Greendale, is trying to sell future students on Greendale. <laughs> yeah. It seems like the Danes... The Danes. <laughs> the Danes? <laughs> it seems like the Danes' main goal is to get rid of that Charleston chew. <laughs> Charles... Even when it's like a bad British accent, like what I was doing, Charleston chew is a hard word to say. <laughs> Do you think he did like focus groups to see what age group likes Charleston chews the best? <laughs> and then he... Then uh, he had to delete his browser history because that was probably... You don't, you don't need that in your <laughs> history, certainly. Um, um, so yeah, and they mentioned later the name of the middle school. They they call it San Ramon Middle School. Yeah. 
I think that's interesting. That Saint it wasn't, Raymond. It wasn't right? just. Is that correct? It wasn't just um, Greendale Middle School or something. Yeah. Because we we have established in the future and the past at this point <laughs> that Greendale is the city and the county. Yes. So uh, the, this is a, a visiting middle school in every sense of the word. Yes. Uh, okay. <laughs> so the overview is that they're doing this little skit for the middle schoolers. Um, well, it's a play. Yeah, fine. A it's skit a, would imply that it's well, one scene. Okay. It's, it's, this is multiple scenes. I've, I'd forgotten that there were supposed to be multiple scenes because everything goes off track, of course, yes. in the course of uh, events happening. Um, and then also a subplot involves Jeff uh, st- stealing Britta's phone to text... Uh, what he doesn't know is her nephew. What he doesn't know is her nephew. Yes. <laughs> uh, and that's all for the... Oh, and then another subplot is Chang trying to appeal to Shirley because yes. of the baby issue. Yes. Uh, which, that's kind of sweet of Chang. Yeah. In a weird way. He's yes. trying to He's trying to do the right thing. Yeah. Be there for his possible child. Yeah. Uh, all right. So, from the top. He needs someone in his life. <laughs> Uh, my first note is the bees' names, which are great. They are Busby and Bumbleton, mm-hmm. which of course are Troy and Abba. They are dressed as bees. Yeah, the, the let's describe the the skit costumes at least. Troy and Abed are dressed please. as bees. I'm gonna keep calling it a skit. Troy and Abed are dressed you as every time. bees. Yes. Pierce is weed. Yeah. Which is Marijuana Abed, weed. Which let's is Abed? Yeah, he's the leaf. Yeah. Which is Abed points out isn't. Isn't marijuana supposed to make you well, slow, yeah, not this, fast? In the scene, they're talking about how they, they, they need something to give them energy to get through their busy bee work. Yeah. Uh, Which is funny, because Annie, Annie uh, well, they called her little Annie Adderall, yeah. so she would clearly know what speeds you up. Well, she knows what speeds you but maybe in her mind, like, drugs are, th- maybe her association is just, oh, drugs are a thing that speeds you up, because that's do her you think, experience. Do you think all her support groups were only Adderall people, or do you think... No, but I think her personal experience was only Adderall. Okay. Okay, or maybe in her support groups, everyone was so vague she thought everyone was just talking about Adderall. <laughs> maybe. Um. So yeah, so uh, uh, Pierce is the is the marijuana leaf. Yep. Uh, tr- now here's the interesting thing. I noted this in the commentary only because they say it in the commentary, but they never say it in the episode. So Britta and 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 uh, Jeff are are dressed as what can only be described as cool cats. Yeah. They are wearing leather jackets, sunglasses, but also cat ears. And tails. And tails. But in the episode itself, I do not ever recall them ever calling them cool cats. Yeah. Which I like how... To let you figure it out. They let you figure it out. Yeah. And it's obvious and it's fun. Yeah. It's not like we don't need someone to come in and go, hey, you cool cats. Like, we just, we get it. Yeah. And it's great. Yes. Um, so they're the cool cats. And then Shirley is a green crayon. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> For no reason. <laughs> I like to imagine that maybe all of the different costumes offended her in some way, except for the crayon. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, that was what they had in the back of the closet. Yeah. And she's like, like oh, that's my costume. <laughs> I'll be a crayon. Yeah. Which gives us, of course, later the great line, I know I'm green, but today I'm blue. <laughs> in that wonderful skit. So <laughs> In that wonderful play. Um. <laughs> There's an opening part. Uh, so we open with them doing lines from... The play. Yeah, thank you. From playwright Annie Edison. Yes. Uh, and uh, there's a part where Pierce interrupts uh, like a line and he's he's like, don't call me honey, honey. Yeah. And you know, I, <laughs> my brain thought, oh, Chevy Chase ad-libbed that line. And then that's the joke is that Pierce ad-libs that line. Yeah. 
that's how good the acting is in this show. Yeah, I think this is also you being a little unkind to Chevy Chase, to be honest. Uh, yeah. What's, do you have notes for this scene? I only have like, uh, well, I have a few. Well, I had a few. We covered them all. Uh, Charles and Chew, I saw, which, which, <laughs> which is a very, sp- I want to talk about Charles and Chew. Okay. Have you, do you, do you offhand, do you r- recall, do you, do you? I don't think I've ever had one. Okay. That's what I'm trying to get at. Yep. Uh, they're very chewy, as the name would suggest. the name implies. They are delicious. Uh, it, it does seem to me to be. What are they flavored like? It's a, it's nougat covered in chocolate. That's why I wouldn't, I don't think I'd get, I could get into that. You're not a nougat fan. Well, just the, just nougat and chocolate. I mean, that sounds kind of. Yeah, let's get some. Let's get some peanuts in there. Let's get some stale, gross peanuts in there. And And then um, put it in a bar. Snickers. Form. With a little caramel. Charles flavor. Excuse me. Charleston Chew is in a bar. Oh, I thought it was like a weird bite-sized things. There are many Charleston Chews that are weird bite-sized things. I think things. that's all I've seen in my life. But the classic Charleston Chew is a bar of nougat covered in chocolate. Well, now I could see myself getting into that. Okay. The, the bites uh, would turn me off for some reason. That's interesting. Um, uh, oh, apparently they're available in vanilla, chocolate, and strawberry. I've only ever seen the chocolate. I'd have a strawberry. That sounds kind of good. You have a strawberry? Yeah. You would have a strawberry. Yeah, strawberry. I have have a strawberry. (laughs) Like, like you you own a strawberry, which is is your power item, and you enjoy strawberry things because of it. Yeah. Uh, I so I think Charlton Charlton Chew is is it's almost it's almost Werther's original. It's it's a very old school candy bar that I think kids wouldn't eat. But I think what the dean is hoping is that kids will be desperate for any candy since they have so much Charlton Chew they can pawn it off on these kids. That's interesting. Yeah, Just to I really didn't even think of it that way. The Charles and Chew appearance. <laughs> uh, I wrote down. I liked when um, Shirley said she had a question, and then she says, "I don't think my character would say tripping balls." That's sorry. That's what? good. I just wrote a note on the Charles and Chew Wikipedia page. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Why are you? How did you get there? Don't worry about it. Um, so, and this uh, this is really clever to me, and it's not. I don't know that it, it's a college humor video. Um, and I don't know that it's really funny, but it really, it make it, it, it makes me happy because I think it's a really good point. And this okay. is something that, that always bothered me at the time. About Charleston Chew? Well, about Twix. Oh. Uh, and they've addressed it. Uh, an episode named Charleston Chew was featured in the Hardly Working series on College Humor. The sketch parodies the need a moment advertising campaign for Twix and the fact that Charleston Chews are notoriously difficult to eat. Okay. See, here's why this satisfies me. Cause that like m- Snickers. Snickers satisfies. Because <laughs> that, Charleston Chew makes a hell of a lot more sense for that ad than Twix ever did. Do Are Twix and Charleston owned by the same company? I don't think so. Or so, maybe, I don't know. I mean, Twix just got there first. But it's, that, well... Those, I mean, obviously Charleston Chew should have run a similar ad and said, need more moments? Yeah, need a longer moment. Need a longer moment? But the, the Need thing, an hour. Okay, so need a moment. <laughs> he shoves the Twix in his mouth. Yeah. And, and they always eat it specifically very fast in the commercial. Because it's commercial, you got to get through it fast. Yeah. So they give themselves like two seconds, and then I, I, I don't know. I, don't I was think very they shove the whole thing. They only ever take a bite. No, they shove the whole thing. Okay. Well. I was always very bothered by those commercials. <laughs> I mean, you obviously thought more about commercials than I did. I, you know, that's usually the case with me. Yeah. So uh, hardly working guys at College Humor. I support what you're doing. Uh, you've made an excellent point today. Um, let's talk about. Okay. Oh, so I wanted to talk about. Just the the whole thing of of this play, okay. Uh, Annie 
she is specifically wrote. I, I wrote Annie wrote propaganda. Yeah. I mean, that's a. Uh, do you think that's a step too far for Annie? Do you think that's something that she's thought about? Do you think that's a way that she thinks she can get things done? I mean, I know later on in the season we're going to get to the political episode. Yeah. I don't uh, think she sees it as propaganda. You think she sees it as helping? As education. Because it's a little cheesy. I think she sees it as education. Because as she said, the the message is what's important yeah. in this whole affair. Yes. Uh, fuck the bees and fuck the cats. Yeah. And the message <laughs> is what's important. Yes. Um, I don't know. I'm just a little troubled. Okay. Because clearly, also, clearly, Britta is not on board with this message. <laughs> no. Because she smoked weed before this and goes on to smoke more weed after this. Yes. But for I think and this is the point that comes out of the end. She does it for because she cares about Annie. Yeah. She's willing to do it for Annie. That's true. Do it for the Annie. I couldn't make Annie sound like Gipper in any way. <laughs> do it for the Edison. Nope. Yeah, nope. Worse. Um, the Editor. So uh, one of the first jokes that's really good in this episode is uh, Troy sa- says, Are you sure I had the costume on backward? I felt more confident with the stinger in front, which is great. He, there's a lot that I love here. He yeah. doesn't say, like, I felt better or I liked him more. He says, I felt more confident with the stinger in front, which is great. And also, Troy doesn't realize why he felt more confident, No, which is kind of perfect. And yeah, I think even if someone said it to him, he would be appalled. Yes. He would just be like, what? Yeah. Uh, and then, of course, the dean walks in with his stinger in the front, which you we see for just a only second. the briefest of seconds because yeah. it is it is it is pornographic. <laughs> That's how I'm going to describe it. And I guess it. we we discovered some things about ourselves, and that I I noticed this the very first time I watched this episode ever. Yeah, when it first aired, you did not notice it until they pointed it out on the commentary. Yeah, I also didn't notice. Oh no, I I I knew that. Well, I knew that it must have been visible because Troy mentions it at the end of the scene. Yes, I just didn't see it. Yeah. And uh, I didn't know when to see it until in the commentary they say, yeah. oh, my God. Yes. I either didn't notice or didn't remember the name of the store that Annie lives above. Dildopolis. Yeah. That did not stick in my brain at all. <laughs> uh, so that's that's where I am on yeah. this show right now. <laughs> Let's just put it that way. Yeah. Um, uh, which, which brings th- us to come. Well, no, no, no. Right before then, the dean says he's off to the airport Ramada. Yes. Which means he is... He's going to an orgy. He's he's going to a furry orgy. He's found someone or someone's... Yeah. ...to get into this bee costume with him. Yeah. And I'm going to say... I'm going to make a bold statement right now. I don't think he's going into a, a standard guest room at the airport Ramada. I think he's going to a conference room. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm going to put that out there. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, now, after the tag, yeah, there's a line in here which I was pretty sure was a, a joke about eating your own cum. Yeah, but uh, I didn't want to bring it up lest I look like a weirdo. Uh, and then on the commentary, they confirmed that in fact that is what it's about. Well, they alluded. Yeah, the, the line is something. Abed and Troy are talking. Yeah, uh, Abed says, "Do you think uh, bees ever eat their own honey?" And Troy says, "Well, I mean, they probably at least tasted it." The See, implication of which is that Troy has tasted his own honey? Well, he's into butt stuff. <laughs> Excuse I don't see why that's linked necessarily. I think he's running the, the, the gamut of... Uh, of what? Of sexual Finish your things. <laughs> anyway. You, you are very uncomfortable with this, I feel. No, I... Here's what I'm going to say. You don't like the joke. I... Why... No, I don't like the joke. But also, 
it's weird because when I first heard the joke, it took until the commentary for me to go fully go, oh, yes, they are clearly speaking about uh, tasting your yeah. own sperm. Yes. Because my head was in in drug mode. Yeah. And so when they said bees taste their own honey, I was like, are they they're, they're making a supply? That's kind yeah, of that kind of thing. So making drug references somehow, and uh, it, that didn't work for me either. Yeah. So neither way it works for me. Why doesn't it work for you? Let me, let's I just look, don't let's think it's very it. funny. I think it's funny. I think it's it's almost below Troy and Abed. No, it's not. It's clever. I, I think it's fun, and I think it does imply that Troy has done some things <laughs> that I don't think are related to butt stuff necessarily. Okay. I think. I think. Uh, I think. Well, here's here's what I'll say. Here's mm. my grand unified Troy theory. Okay. I think. I think. I think you don't know that you're into butt stuff unless you're willing to explore. And I think uh, maybe as part of that exploration, some other stuff went down. All right. I'll say that's your own personal theory. <laughs> so Pierce mentions he did TV commercials in the 50s. Yes. Um, which is an interesting note. So that means, did we ever get an exact age on him? Mm, I don't, Maybe. I mean, so that's a good 60 years. At the time of this airing, it's about 60 years Yeah, well, in, into the past. Yeah. And when we do eventually see that footage, uh, he he is a small child. Yes. So So it, if so that would mean it, he was born in the 50s, which would make him 50, 50 now. Yeah. Shout out Scott Ackerman. Um, yeah. Are you trying to find an exact age on him? Yes. Okay. Uh, it's just like, I thought that was an interesting... The, the way that he said it, and then when we actually get to see it. Uh, but that's later. Yeah. Uh, because f- before any of that, I also have a note about Marcus. Well, I have a note, note before, before Marcus. Marcus. Okay, go. So, uh, Britta, I have a birth date on Pierce. Okay. November 27th, 1944. 44? In Cheyenne, Wyoming. Yeah, I think that's on the somewhere in, in the information that yeah. we can access. Um, okay, so... Uh, Britta is complaining to Jeff that this guy keeps texting him, mm-hmm. and he says you should text back. Once again, I'm going to ask the question. We know they've been secretly hooking up for a while. Yeah. Do you think that's their way of saying, oh, hey, Jeff, stop texting me, and him saying, no, play along, flirt with me, it's fun. No, because clearly the implication is that he saw that text and thought it was that guy. He saw a text at the start of this whole thing? No, no, no. I mean, he's... He, Remember well, no. later on when he I, takes the I phone? I submit that maybe he, when he sees Marcus text, he just thinks that's a different guy because we know they're not exclusive. Okay. And then maybe. the question becomes, is this a prank or is this revenge? Revenge for what? For her not texting, for her not wanting to play this fun, sexy texting game with him. Oh. That's interesting. Yeah. You've opened a lot of questions. <laughs> yes. Uh, what I'm going to say, I mean, I think that the knowledge that they're hooking up being in the background I think that that makes it so that we're reinterpreting everything through different eyes than I think it was actually written. Yeah. But I think the way it's written is loose enough. That you can see it either way. That you can see it not just either way, but both ways at the same time. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Because... It's it's Schrodinger's booty call. (laughs) I'll let you have that one. (laughs) Thank you. Is that like you don't know if your phone is going off unless you look at your phone? So yeah. while you're not looking at your phone, it's both going off and not going off? Sure. Okay. I like that. <laughs> um, yeah. So I think that maybe that, you know, maybe that is. And maybe that is him saying to her, you know, I text you all the time and you don't text me back. Um, 
Yeah, you know, I could go. Now that I'm thinking about it, I could go for that theory. Okay. I like it. And I do kind of like it as revenge. Thank you. <laughs> I do kind of like that. <laughs> Thank you, counselor. That's nice. <laughs> uh, okay, so we have that, um, and then Chang is trying to connect with Shirley here. Yeah. Um, and there's a, a, a nice moment where we see some uh, where, where Britta's character has come from season one. Shirley says, Britta, are you walking out of this room? And Britta knows to say yes, mm-hmm. which is kind of connected to her whole uh, not knowing that when, when Shirley wants to go to the bathroom with her, that season one episode, there's a little, she is now, she now knows to say yes to these types of questions. And this also allows her to leave quickly and forget her phone. Yes. So that Jeff can have the opportunity. Yes. To uh, see this text message from Marcus. We're not there yet. Oop. Slow, slow, slow down, cowboy. Speed up. Um, but uh, what I like here is that Britta has not completely gotten onto this whole girl code talk that's going on between her and Shirley. Because when she tries to bring up Chang, Shirley says, I don't know what you're talking about. And Britta just takes that at face value and believes her. Yeah. So Britta's still not all the way there. But it's a nice change. She's kind of halfway there. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I just want to say that. But then we get the Marcus text. Uh, Marcus. The first Marcus text. And then I I noted the way that Jeff, Jeff says that he's going to drag... Britta kicking and screaming into 1997. Yeah. Is that him implying that texting got big in 1997? Uh, yeah. Because I was alive in 1997. How old were you, though? I was too young, but by the time I got to phone age, I don't remember texting being that big. Maybe I just wasn't a... Maybe I was not a texter. Yeah, you were just like a, a loser who wasn't cool. <laughs> I've had people to text. Uh... Sir? Let's see... I'm looking at the history of text messaging on Wikipedia right now. Please do, because I think 97 is too early. I think beepers were still bigger than texting in 97. Initial growth of text messaging... Text... Text... Text mexing. Text mexing. Uh Was slow, with customers in 1995 sending on on average only 0.4 messages per month. Mm. Um, So that was 95. Yeah. Let's see. I mean, it's got to explode at some time. Because, look, here's my experience. I watched an episode of Gilmore Girls that took place in 2003 and was written in 2003. And they're using beepers or they're using pagers like nobody's business. No one's texting. No one was using pagers in 2003. That is a sign of Gilmore Girls being behind the times, let me tell you. Well, it was a small town. <laughs> I'm Okay. Wikipedia is not helping. I'm going to Google when did texting get big. That's uh, that's a very vague Google search. We're gonna see what happens. Come on. But don't you think? I mean, do you think Britta's really that anti-texting, or do you think she just doesn't like sexy texting? Or, well, I mean, you've seen her phone. I think uh, you're although you're a big uh, flip out with keyboard enthusiast, but uh, she's but hers is like a straight up like she she's not a smartphone even. Yeah. In 2011, which, uh, and you know, she, she wouldn't get the iPod Nano until 2014. Yeah. I think she just, she likes, she likes what she likes and what she likes is, uh, old, old technology. Old. All right. Are you not? Apparently in 2001, there was some big change in the way billing happened and that's when texting really blew up. 2001. Okay. According to Stay Sill on Yahoo Answers. Um... Anyway, I just thought that was an odd, specific year. Whoa. Huh. Some other guy says, he, his estimate is late 2008. I don't think that's accurate. No. All right. You know, Jeff, but Jeff, I mean, we, well, what do we know about Jeff? He is a huge texting enthusiast. Mm-hmm. So I think from his perspective, 97 is when it started to kick off. Okay. I'm glad we solved that, bro. 
Uh, it is hot as hell in here. I'm getting a breeze from somewhere, and I don't know where it's coming oh, from. I'm not. Let's go I, on. I think it's your little Shut air up conditioner. And keep going. Uh, Dildopolis is my next note. Well, my next note is Annie's apartment, which ties into Dildopolis. Yep. So we see again how Annie lives in a crap hole. Uh, Pierce has come by to uh, persuade her to uh, to let his 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 notes go through. Well, this is kind of interesting because he doesn't bring that up at first. Well, that was his plan, obviously. Though. Obviously, that's why he's there. But like, there's almost a moment where you can hope that Pierce is just reaching out from his heart. No. No, Andrew. And being a no. nice no. person. If you're for dumb, once. if you're a dumb person, you believe that maybe. If you have hope in the goodness <laughs> of humanity. I do, but I'm also not dumb. <laughs> anyway. Hen- Ernest Hennyway. <laughs> anyway. Uh okay. There's a, there's something I said in the commentary that I thought was very interesting. That was something that never would have occurred to me. What? That I, I guess is, is kind of like a life hack almost. It's it's like one of those things like you know mail yourself your script and that's a, uh, a poor man's copyright. Oh yeah. And that uh, the idea that living over a tw- uh, place that's open twenty four hours isn't uh, gives added security, which I think is kind of clever. Well, okay. Because you know there are there going to be people around, people on lights and everything around all all mm-hmm. all night. Mm-hmm. Which I thought was clever and something I would never think of. And if I ever need to live in a poor area, I'm gonna remember that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, I have a couple of notes about the scene. One even I wrote in the commentary because I didn't think of it until then. Okay. Uh, so I don't know where to start. Uh, let me let me just add, start with my commentary note because I just it, I noticed it just from looking at the at the layout. Is Annie's apartment a studio? Yes. I but I thought in Annie's move. Doesn't she have... Isn't that door lead to a second room in the back of the place? Or is that a closet? No. What door? There's a door in the back of the apartment. I don't... Her bed's up against a window, and that other wall to the right, there's a door. Oh, that's a bathroom. That's a bathroom? Because the door that Troy gets taped to. Oh, okay. Yeah. I was trying to remember the layout from that later episode. Yeah, that's a bathroom, I believe. Okay. Uh, So she does... So that would be described as a studio. Yes. It's one room that has her bed... Her living room, her kitchen. Yes. And then a sep- then one other a, a, a bathroom. bathroom. Yes. Yeah. Okay. And then uh, my other note from the scene is, uh, so in, in Annie's history, uh, what happens is that she, her mother cuts her off yeah. from, from support because Annie chooses to go to rehab. Yeah. And What, uh, is that what she said? Yeah. Annie, that her mother a- didn't want her to go to rehab. She wanted her to like just ignore all the problems yeah, which does not jive and, with later information yeah kind of that's what i was going to ask you about do what do you recall from that episode with annie's brother uh, i believe the whole issue was that she wanted her to go to rehab yeah but this is exactly what i wrote down annie's mother cut her off after rehab that's how it came out of annie's mouth in this episode i'm gonna have to review the footage on both episodes and we'll mm-hmm. get back to you next week um but what do you think is worse this one right 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 this one. Yeah, this one, definitely. Obviously this one. Yeah, because it, it implies that her mother didn't even want her to get help for yes. her problems. Yes, this one is definitely, definitely bit worse. Yeah. Uh, and then also Annie reveals this strange bit of uh, personal family uh, traditions. Period fairy. Period fairy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she said she get she got a dollar every time she got her period. Yeah. Which was... Is it, that... Do you think that's a real thing for anyone? Maybe? Yeah. I mean, look, we're not girls. No. Uh, we don't have daughters. No. 
so we we're zero in this game. We don't yeah. have anything well, going on here. I mean, we both have sisters. Yes, but that's not that's, 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 that's that guarantees we, nothing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but here's what I'm gonna say. Uh, from what I've heard, getting periods can be scary at first. Well, from what because, I from, you know, from I've seen I, the film Carrie. Yeah, from what I know, which is TV. Yeah, I I want to say, stop me if I'm crazy. Yeah, I want to say there was a Cosby Show where Rudy got her first period. I don't recall. This. And I and this is something that I've seen in other TV shows. This idea, uh-huh. which is uh, on on the day you, you get your first period, your mom takes you out to like a fancy brunch and you dress up and it's nice i mean that seems nice yeah because uh you know it's a scary part of womanhood yeah and so why not give a dollar at once a month yeah or so now let me ask you this yeah now with teeth you stop losing them by the time you're old enough to not believe in the tooth fairy yeah when does the period fairy stop giving out dollars well once you stop being scared i think that's kind of the it kind of eases you into it because it's like that was not the implication. It seemed to me the way Annie described it. What do you? Th- what, what was the implication you got? Well, she just said that every. She just said every time you get a period, which seems to me like it was going on for a while. Did you think? Do you think like she was shocked when she moved and it didn't happen anymore? No, but I. She's I, not dumb. I feel like I. She's not dumb, but I feel like it was. I. 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 I it, it, it has to be. The I don't. Okay. So you get your first period. You are how at the youngest? How old are you? Jesus, I think it happened. Can it happen as young as like ten? That's what I would say. Yeah, because I know ladies go through puberty a little slightly earlier before fellas. Yeah. Uh, so I would say ten is on the young end. Well, I'm gonna say, I'm well, I'm gonna literally say it can be much younger than ten. But yeah, ten I think is average youngness. Yeah, is that's on the young end of of of, of a relative spectrum. Yeah. Should we, should we pass some laws about women's bodies right now? It feels kind of like that's what we're doing. I call to order wanna, this court. Do you want to pass some laws about reproductive rights right now? Yeah. We're, we're both white men. We, Look, have the, we have that ability, right? Let's outlaw periods. <laughs> Who yeah. needs them? Why are even women having them? Yeah. Uh, that's um, ridiculous. Women, get it together. Stop having periods. I think we can just make a law and stop this and everyone will be happier. Listen. They're doing it to punish this us. This was a fun bit, <laughs> but I want to move on with the points here. <laughs> okay. Uh, my point is that by by 10 years old, I, for me, I don't know, for everyone, maybe it's just me, but for me, mm-hmm. at 10, I no longer believed in Santa Claus. So what how, I'm saying is... How I don't, old are you in, in I don't think, fifth grade? I don't think belief in the... T- was that when you stopped believing in Santa Claus? I want to say... I want to say I had an idea I mean, about it but a I year. But I mean, for me, for I, a I, year? I'm saying by 10, I definitely... I, it's It was stopped long before that for me, though. Well... I'm going to say I didn't make it out of preschool. I was early. <laughs> All right, Mr. Skeptic over there. <laughs> I'm sorry. I had an idea of, of filming the chimney so I That's could see... And then... But as soon as I... As soon as... Uh, so you actually had a chimney. We never had a chimney. Okay, like, how's, never, he, how's okay. he getting in? True, true story. No chimney. We had a fireplace. That's interesting. <laughs> uh, but because of the Santa Claus, I knew the magic involved. He could make a fake chimney. He could chimney. manifest a chimney. Yeah, and okay. go down your, your fireplace. Anyway. Okay. <laughs> we took way too many turns Here's here. what I'll say. I remember when I was like five, maybe. Maybe yeah. like six. With a babysitter. And she was asking, do you believe in Santa Claus still? Yeah. She was feeling us out. Yeah. And I remember not wanting to say no because I still wanted presents. Yeah. But thinking no. Yeah. 
And then she she was like, uh, well, well, you know, she was like trying to sell the idea to us. Like she was trying to get us to still believe. Uh-huh. She was like, oh, maybe not like a guy, a worldwide guy. Maybe there's like regional Santas, local Santas. And I remember saying like, the yeah. Santa Union. I remember saying yeah, and thinking like, there's no local Santas. <laughs> I remember saying yeah, but even inside that, and that I was like five or six then. So you know, I really do. Uh, we're on the Santa talk, so I'm going to say I really did enjoy the Judge John Hodgman episode regarding Santa. Was that about when you should tell a kid? Uh, or just like or if whether you should lie to a kid, yeah, whether or not you should even lie to a kid. Yeah. And uh, uh, the 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 great and honorable judge, in fact, said he did it differently with both of his children. Hmm. He told one yes, and the other one right away he told no. Huh? Yeah. Which was it, the older or the younger that he told yes? Uh, the older he said yes. I believe the first I child he he lied to, and the second child he did not <laughs> lie to, only because the 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 reaction of the of the older child to finding out the truth was so horrible <laughs> that he just didn't want to go through that again. I don't. Yeah, I I, I mean my parent. My, it's like a fun bit. My parents do where they maintain to this day that Santa's real. Yeah, so that's I a, don't. That's a fun parent bit. So I don't. Let them have it. So I don't know. I don't. I don't know if they ever seriously maintained the illusion. By the way, kids, if you're listening to this, spoiler alarm. <laughs> No Santa. <laughs> what a heartless bastard you are. Um, so it was fifth grade for you. I, that I knew for certain, 100%. Let's see. Okay, so you're 12 in seventh grade. Yeah. Which would make you so 11. I was like 10. So you were 10. 10 or 11. Uh, that sounds about right. Gullible India. Maybe nine. <laughs> I'm born in a weird time. Okay. My oh, of, of, the year, of the yeah. year, you mean. I thought you meant like an era. <laughs> yeah, the early nineties. Everyone in eighties. Everyone the born late, in eighty nine. Everyone born in eighty nine. Santa weird for one. a while. <laughs> my point is, Santa was real to us. My point is, what? I don't think you go into the period fairy believing it's real. Okay. So at that point, what what is stop? What 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 is the cutoff point? If if at the beginning you already don't believe it's real. Well, you're saying just based on her dialogue, she my personal she maintained theory, a high belief for a long. No, I don't time. think she maintained a high belief. I mean, I I I believe that she re- maintained receiving a dollar every month for a long time. Oh, okay. I'm not talking. I don't think she maintained a belief. When does that become worth it? Because let's say so that's twelve dollars a year. <laughs> what do you mean worth it? I mean, like, how long would you have to keep that up to make it actually worth like worth your while? Because if you just did it for your... Are you thinking that if if some magical wizard came and offered you to do this, you might think of getting a period every I'm saying, like, if if she thought, maybe if I lie to my... Oh, we got a dog on the mic. Oh, how long to lie about? How long, like... Hey, dum-dum, here's what I'm saying. What? I'm saying belief is not part of it. I'm saying they both know she does not believe it's true. Yeah, yeah. So what are you talking about? No, no, no. I'm saying, but she said she got a dollar every month. Yeah. So you're saying that even if she went up to her mother and said, I know the period fairy is not real? I'm saying they both understood that she knew it wasn't real. Okay. In the same way that I don't think my parents truly believe that I still believe in Santa Claus, but they still give me gifts that say from Santa Claus on them. You know, sometimes <laughs> got to keep the magic alive. Uh-huh. Well, I'm saying it, they bo- I don't, I'm saying at no point did she believe it, and I don't think they ever believed she believed it. You know, I think but it's they really gave funny. her a dollar because it's a fun little thing they do. I think it's funny that your parents still maintain that. Yeah. Because you are the youngest. Yes. Uh, I, I have younger, I have nieces. Yeah. So I had to maintain an illusion for family gatherings. <laughs> so I had to have a box that said Santa yeah. for several years, <laughs> even after I completely knew the truth. Yeah. So that. Your parents are really, yeah. really interesting. I mean, if you're expanding into nieces, I mean, I have cousins that are younger than me. But did you, like, my nieces, my 
oldest niece is like uh, is almost like a sister. Like that's we're five years apart. Yeah, I mean, I have cousins that are like five years apart. Yeah. I don't uh, no, I'm just saying. Uh, there was we we gathered at Christmas time. Okay. <laughs> so there was there was a reason for maintaining the illusion. I see. <laughs> I think your parents. It's just you, your sister, and you, and your parents, yeah. and you, and me. <laughs> So they're My maintaining is, it for no one. I submit that I believe these period dollars uh, continued until she was 18. Just 18? Yeah. Or do you think they... they? Do you think her psychotic break came after she was 18? That's... Uh, you know, maybe it came Maybe it came when she went away to rehab. Maybe that's when it yeah, stopped. Yeah, I think that's when it would stop. That makes sense. Okay, yeah. I'll, I'll support We've that. We've gone so far into this right now. <laughs> it's important. I, I wrote two words down, and it's become like 10 minutes of I talk. didn't even have a note on the period period. Yeah. I just thought it was a good joke. Yeah. And and something interesting to think about. Listen. Take that home with you. Put well, that's, your that's what we've done is thought about yeah. it. <laughs> well, we're talking to people even listening right now. Yeah. Uh, do you just, think about it? When do you think the period fairy stopped? Yeah. When did you stop believing in Santa Claus? Write it on a postcard. Answers on a postcard. Yeah. Send to shutupleonard.com. All right. Uh, my next note is about the the old commercial footage. Yes, me too. This is is this the first time we're getting the name Cornelius Hawthorne? I believe it is. Or at least within the context of an episode. I believe it is. Okay. I'm not sure, but I believe it is. What my what I thought was interesting here is we've there at this point we've had three different Cornelius uh, not at this point but overall three different Cornelius Hawthorne voices, which all sound they all do a very good job of sounding. Well, like I the thought other. they said that this voice and the KFC voice was the same. That's what someone suggested, and then someone else in the commentary debunked that immediately. Oh, okay. So uh, there's the KFC voice. Yeah. So KFC voice, which is interesting because as you see in this commercial, he does resemble. Uh, at least in dress. Yes, Colonel Colonel. Sanders. Yeah, uh, the Colonel. Colonel Sanders. Uh, in this episode, he is played by Joe Freya, Freya. Okay. F R I A. Okay. And he does a voice that, to me, is, I looked up to see if if the actor who later played his father had dubbed in a voice here. Yeah. Because it sounds a lot like the it's, later voice. It's pretty great. But it is not him. No. So three three. W.A. Three Cornelius... <laughs> sorry, I, I can't help myself with the aviator references sometimes. I apologize to the listening audience. Uh, three voices. Uh, there are three voices of Cornelius, and they all do a very good job, I would say, of sounding like each other. Yeah. Just I thought that was worth noting. <clears throat> and I also like... It, somehow they've even, like... They've got it in this moment. In this scene, you can see that Cornelius's hair is very important to him. Yes. And so later on, when he's got the ivory wig, it is sense. styled in the same way as his hair then. Yes. And it's just, it's a, it's beautiful details, yes. is what I'm going to say. Wonderful stuff. And that commercial in itself is a Weird. great joke. Wild stuff. Is a great joke where it looks like little Pierce Hawthorne is in the commercial with his father, and then he stumbles onto the scene to try and say that he's better than the child actor that they've chosen to yeah. portray him. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Which, that's just, uh, that's just sad. Yeah, and Cornelius then declares that he wishes the child actor was his real son. Oh, yeah. He says, your father must be proud. Yeah, it's a real bummer, Pierce. <laughs> in that exact voice. That's how he sounds like now. Well, I'm glad you're not one of the three Corneliuses, let's say that. I'm Cornelius. Uh, my next note is about, is about a Marcus text. Yeah, I have a Marcus note. Okay, so the play is about The to play start. is the thing wherein they capture the conscience of Jeff. What? Actually, Pierce? No, whose conscience did they capture? Annie? Maybe Annie! <laughs> the play is starting. Jeff receives another Marcus text. Uh, he goes to Abed for help. 
Abed, <laughs> Abed, who rightly so <laughs> was not part of this at all from the beginning, refuses to help. He just stares at Jeff, mm-hmm. and Jeff and res- Jeff says Abed doth protest too much. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> My note here is about the penis that Marcus sends to... Do you think it's a penis? Well, what, what do you... Not the pick. Not the pick. Oh, okay. It seems... He, well, oh, the... the the uh, What did you call it? Well, he... Uh, emoto penis. Yeah. Well, let me describe... Well, they just say exactly what the emoto penis is. Yeah. That's the, before they call it emoto penis. They reveal that in those, you know... Yeah. The hip, the hip people in the audience know that it's a penis. Yeah. Here's my question. Eight equal sign, equal sign, equal sign, greater than symbol... Yeah. That's not how you do a penis. I mean, it's, it's he's a 14-year-old. The canonical penis, oh boy. as we all know, is eight dollar sign, do, dollar sign. Dollar eight sign? Equal sign, equal sign, equal sign, capital D. You know, you're right. Thank you. <laughs> I just wanted to get that out there. But I'm going to tell you, uh, he's a 14-year-old. <laughs> That's no excuse, I feel. <laughs> <laughs> he should know. Yeah, he should, he should know. know what. If a, anything, he should he should know better than us. He should be hit to the, maybe, maybe he's secretly right. Maybe the new penis is with a greater than sign. <laughs> greater than is the new penis. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> do you want to talk about the pick? Well, I do it is want to talk about the pick. That but... Marcus sends a, a pick. Yeah. I mean, implied, stated, I think. Okay, yeah. But what the pick is, is what we don't know. Yeah. Um, it's a weird thing. In my... I always... I always thought it was a naked pick. Yeah. But that kind of implies that Jeff... Is a pedophile. A 14-year-old's penis. Yeah. Which is not cool. No. For an adult to do. Mm-hmm. Well, because Jeff's reaction is, who even does that anymore, right? Yeah. Isn't that his exact words? Yeah. So that kind of implies that he's doing something weird. Yeah. What What do you think? Maybe just a shirtless pick? Maybe. Or maybe... Here's why I think it, you might be right, actually. That it might be like a shirtless pick and not a straight-up dick pick. Yeah. He shows it to Abed. Yeah. Which I feel... And Abed doesn't react in horrific terror. <laughs> yeah. Which you probably wouldn't do if you just saw a 14-year-old's penis... Well, even I would say anyone's penis. I would say a fourteen-year-old is extra horrifying, though. But like, how would you know? I mean, he knows who who is who he's texting at this point. Oh, you're right. Yeah, I forgot that was the order of operations. Yeah. Um, because you know, you see just some guy's penis. It's like, yeah, I'm I'm not into that. But you see a fourteen-year-old's penis, it's like, oh, I'm I'm on a registry now. <laughs> <laughs> or Britta is because it's her phone. Yeah. Um, do they, wait, how does Jeff end up with her phone again? I think she, because there's some costume changes going on and he has an opportunity to steal it. Uh, yeah. And then also, so clearly Marcus knew that this was Britta. Yeah. So he's into incest. Yes. Like this is not even, they don't even try and play it out like, oh, this is an adopted kid or something. This is clearly. It's his aunt. Yeah. So it could. There's blood relations there. There's. Yeah, because Britta's not married. The only way there could not be blood relations was if, if Britta was married into being his aunt. Yeah. And she's not married. So. No. Or, and they don't ever make a. Yeah, this is. This is. Britta has a sibling. Which could. This could be her. Her. Uh, mentally challenged brother? Doesn't she have one of those that we we have never seen but only heard about? I don't. I don't think so. I in think the pilot, you're going down she, a weird avenue, but I'm not no, willing to follow you on. In the pilot, she mentions that Abed's like her brother. 
or something. Maybe. She has a brother like Abed or something. Maybe. I, I kind of remember a line like that. So she she has an autistic or I don't think Marcus is autistic. Well, no, but are you implying that they that can only... It seemed like you were going. It seemed like no. that's where you were going. I'm implying that... that uh... I don't think that's relevant. Well, no, I'm just trying to pinpoint... Because if that's a nephew, she must have a sibling. Yes. And we've never seen that sibling. That much is true. But in the pilot, I remember a mention of a sibling. And so if that sibling is married or has a child without marriage... Yeah. That is that child. Yes. And uh, there is a blood relation. There is a blood relation. Here's what I'm going to say. And it's say. too close for me. That's Here, what I'm going to say. That's too close. Here's what I'm going to say. It is too close for me personally. Yeah. It's not something I'm interested in. Mm-hmm. But I do... I, I, I don't know how this fact would get across my eyes. Oh, boy. But basically, uh, if you're procreating with someone at that level of relation, it's almost as good as a stranger, genetically speaking. What are you talking about? Like it's not like the like the idea that that's that's close enough incest that you'll have messed up kids uh-huh. is like not true. Like you're probably safe having sex with a cousin or an aunt. Well, I'm gonna say cousins is a little better than aunts. Yeah, aunts and uncles. That's where I'm gonna land on this. Listen, <laughs> just for purposes of general creepiness, it's not it's not a sister. <laughs> or, <laughs> It's not a sister, and it's not a mom. This is what I'm going to say. Ooh, I'm trying to look on the bright side oh, here. Boy. I'm trying to find the silver lining. No, I think Marcus is a total creep. No, I don't think he's a creep. I think he's a sexually confused young lad. Well, Jeff didn't help that at all. No, certainly not. He might have plunged certainly Marcus not. into a deeper, darker hole. Yeah, I he think he's to. 14. I think he's experiencing a lot of uh, a lot of things that he's never experienced before. And I think uh, he's a little confused. Yes. Uh, all right, I'm ready to move on from this point. <laughs> okay. I don't even... Here's the funny thing. When I wrote this next note, I knew exactly what it meant. But I now, looking at it, I don't remember the joke that it's referenced. This is by. a Pierce was right parsley situation? <laughs> yes. Because <laughs> uh, I, I know what the moment is, but I don't remember what the dean does to get this look. That I, I just wrote down the look that lady gives the dean. Yeah. Well, it's not even a lady. It's a girl. Yeah. But oh, dean, I know what this means. What did the dean say? I know, because I believe I wrote it down, too. Okay. Um. So, and it's not a lady. It's, it's a student. It's, it's one yeah, of the students. It's a girl. It's just a, it's yeah. It's a young girl. But, uh, so, Jeff is in the coffin. And right. D- and oh, dean says, Jesus so I Christ. guess that answers my question. He even looks sexy in a coffin. And there's just a great reaction shot of the girl sitting next to him, which yeah. is mm, perfect. She's not even, she's an unnamed extra yeah and she's she steals that moment from him <laughs> so so beautifully yeah according um, to the greendale wiki uh britta has brothers oh theirs yeah she has theirs um did you have a note before that jeff in a coffin mm, nope okay so then my next note is uh, just a general note about Pierce's comedy stylings. Yes. It's perfect for middle schoolers. It's perfect. And I, okay, there's one there's one moment in there where I'm like, okay, that was a good joke. There was one joke that I thought Pierce genuinely had a good joke in here. Do you want to try to guess which one or should I just No, say just it? tell. So he farts on Jeff's head. <laughs> and then he says, hey, smells like somebody died in here. Really? That's a good joke. <laughs> that is a good joke. 
I don't even remember that joke. Because someone did, someone, there was a dead person there. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I defend that joke. Uh, I think farts are funny. Louis Suke, Louis Suke will represent. Oh, you know what we forgot to mention in all the period fairy talk? What's that? So Pierce writes a check for Annie, mm-hmm. and we pause the screen to see how much that check was for, or just to get any details from the check. Yeah. And the check, the amount on the check was $5,000. Pierce was giving Annie yes. $5,000. It's a lot of money. And she did not react like as if she just received $5,000. Yeah. So I think maybe that was a ad lib number from him. Yeah. That he just thought that made sense for his character to I'm do gonna, that much. Well, I'm going to say maybe this she to you. Didn't... I'm going to say this to you. Huh. You think those were Chevy Chase's hands? Well, you are you just turned my brain. <laughs> What's the line? Raisins? You made my brain into a raisin? Are you talking about mine grapes? Mine grapes. <laughs> well, that's 30 Rock. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Where did I go? <laughs> anyway. Yeah. Those aren't? Hold on. I think a lot of times, especially with big stars, mm-hmm. when there's a shot like that, uh, it can be hard to get to get the camera to the right angle that you can't stand at a natural position. Yeah. And so most times when you see something like that, it's not their hands, it's the standing. That's interesting. Well, yeah, and did we also did we see the weird... Uh, tape on his fingers that kept appearing in season one. Yeah, there was that too. There's some weird hand things going on. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right. We also forgot to mention. Just, I mean, if they've seen the episode, they know. But the five thousand dollars, of course, uh, Pierce is paying Annie off so he can get his notes. From the so he can, yeah. So he can. Make we never the... officially said that. I don't think. Oh, well, it's now official. Yeah. Um. Okay. So Annie is having a crisis. Mm-hmm. She's gonna kick Pierce out. She's gonna mm-hmm. say, "Hey, enough is enough. You gotta go." You've been flushed, you're out. And then he reminds her about the check. Yeah. And there's a great Which moment here. Everyone's horrified. Well, we see the judging eyes of Garrett Lambert <laughs> <laughs> looking at Annie as this revelation is revealed. Yeah. There's there's only a hint of judgment and mostly just kind of just generic Garrett Lambert face, mm-hmm. which is perfect for this moment. Yeah. Uh, big ups to Eric Charles Nelson for that moment. It's really, really well done. Um, okay, so... Drugs, Pierce is gone. He's off stage. The kids aren't liking it because they love Pierce. Pierce mm-hmm. is, they love Pierce's ad libs. They love he's, drugs. He's playing with the sparklers. He's shouting Pokemon. They they want to hey, they want they they love drugs and they want to be with drugs for the rest of their life. Yeah. So uh, Aubin and Troyer and and uh, Shirley are doing their thing on stage. It's not going very well. Britta's there too, but I, I think Jeff is still in the coffin. Or no, Jeff is playing the harp as some kind of angel. Yeah. <laughs> Just uh, back, uh, upstage mm-hmm. or downstage? How does it work? I've forgotten. My years in high school theater have failed me. The stage is slanted. It's higher in the back and lower in the front. Uh, So, and Troy has a great line here. They're talking about how great their lives are now that they're not on drugs. Mm -hmm. And Troy's line is, I'm I'm flying higher than I ever have thanks to not drugs. Uh, Which is great. Uh, And it is is then when the kids start throwing baseballs. Mm -hmm. Uh, Abed catches his right away with laser reflexes. Troy's hits him right in the face. Which, I have to say, that was an unconvincing hit. Eh. That didn't it's, actually it's hit hard. him. Well, yeah, of course. Okay. <laughs> um, so then, Chang is there to save the day. Yeah, uh, there's an interesting moment where everyone's disappointed at Annie for not uh, sticking to her Yeah, because the whole reason they did message. this was because they cared about her and she cared about the message. And then, mm-hmm. if it's not even for the message, you know, why the hell are we doing this dumb stuff? Yeah, if she was willing to accept money from Pierce for his role to get bigger, then she doesn't care about the message. She cares about money and blah, blah, blah. Uh, so everyone's disappointed in her. I was kind of upset that she didn't, 
like, you know, tell them like, hey, my life is fucking hard. Yeah. I live above a, a 24-hour dildo store. <laughs> you know, I'll take some money when I can get it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, she doesn't say that to them at all in this episode. Yeah. Uh, cause I think maybe she is still ashamed. Yeah. She's that's, a, the, that's the reasoning I can come up she's with. She's a proud woman. She doesn't want to reveal those. She's a proud Mary. So she kept on burning. <laughs> the wheels keep on turning. Yeah. Rolling. 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 Rolling on the river. <laughs> Rolling on the river. Uh, dude, dude, dude. Now which version are you singing? Oh, the proud Mary version. I mean, isn't that the name of it? Well, I mean, it was famous. I thought they have different names. Well, no, there's Proud Mary, which is a song that it was originally done by one group and yeah. then famously covered by someone else. I'm thinking of the famous cover, probably. Tina Turner? I think, yes, because I'm also thinking of, um, there was a version that was performed during uh, uh, my high school version of Pink Panther, which I need to show you that tape sometime. We can't delve into that. We I'm don't, sorry, but I do need to show you. We don't have time to go into this. One day I'm going to show you I wish we it. did, but we do not have time to go into this. Pretty great. Uh, it's not me in it, but I'm there to witness it. Chang shows up to save the day. Well, I want to get to that. Wait. Because, okay. uh... Oh, I had not know about Cornelius that I forgot to say. <laughs> Let's go back to Cornelius. There's, and I don't know what this means, but just in his cadence and in the way he talks here, there's just a hint of Dean in him. I have no comment. There's a, a congenial quality, mm-hmm. or at least, you know, in Cornelius, a fake congenial quality. Mm-hmm. That is very similar to the Dean's congenial quality. It's not a lot, but I'm going to say there's 2% Dean in Cornelius. You think there's a relation? No, I'm just, but maybe, maybe Pierce, maybe that's, maybe that's why Pierce has been at Greendale for 14 years. He's trying to win the approval of of the, (laughs) of an authority figure who reminds him of someone. Excuse me. Uh, All right. So they they're saying oh you know it's so hard we got to convince these kids it's a suicide mission and then chang just says did someone say crazy person yeah which no one said yeah and they say no but he he volunteers which is almost a bumper sticker (laughs) did someone say crazy person i heard it that's almost that's 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 a bumper sticker i think that's where chang is i think that's chang's level (laughs) yes he's bumper sticker level yeah so chang puts on the drugs costume yeah and it's and this is pretty brilliant yeah because he comes out as drugs, and the kids are like, you're not drugs. And he's like, you think drugs are going to stay the same? Yeah. No. One day they're going to make you feel good, and the other day they're going to fuck you up. Yeah. Well, he doesn't say that, Yeah. but he will on Yahoo. He says he'll eat your mom's face. Eat your deep, mom's face and, and wear, your, dog. wear your little brother's skin like pajamas. Yes. <laughs> uh, so then they proceed to beat him. Yes. <laughs> and apparently the child actors were actually hitting Ken Jeong, according to the commentary. I believe it. Had to be broken up by uh, Fred Goss, the director of the episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, which in the back of the room, uh, the Dean is telling Annie how perfect the whole thing is yeah, and giving kind of the message for the, the entire episode yeah, where you can't always be dependent. Sometimes you have to Stand fly, fly away like a bird. Keep going. In the sky <laughs> outside your window. So, uh, um. so yeah, so in a way Chang saves the day. Yeah. Okay. It's, isn't that yeah. kind of weird? Yeah, it's nice. That's like that's nice and it's weird. It's a nice heroic moment for Chang. Yeah. I mean, it's it's almost not heroic because, it, I mean, he's also kind of doing it for selfish reasons. Is he? I mean, he wants Shirley to like him. Yeah. So he's willing to do whatever it takes. I don't know. 
I was saying how great Chang was earlier. Now, yeah, you're now trying I'm to bashing rob him of this moment. Oh well. Uh. But yeah, Chang saves the day. Dean says the meaning of the episode. And it's all like I, a nice I, little I wrap up. What they're doing with the B costumes now that the show's over. <laughs> uh, Pierce does Pierce say? Pierce he, is like, "Hey, man, I'll you know we're cool." Yeah. Well, he doesn't say we're cool, but he says like, "I'm willing to not." be mad at you or something what is he well, he says he'll keep giving her money even and not expect her oh yeah and then she says i can't i can't rely on you i gotta rely on, i gotta get a job now in that moment do you think that means that annie has not had a job since she yes ever yes at all yes hmm. that's okay. certainly that's the implication i felt okay she yeah she better get a job uh and then oh so in order to deal with marcus jeff confronts marcus yeah uh he calls himself britta's boyfriend well, says, i'm like britta's boyfriend do you think he's saying that just to like have have a an authority over marcus or do you think he's saying that because of their on again off again relationship i'm thinking he's saying that because that's the least complicated what the least is complicated it, what is, way to say to a 14 year old yeah well i'm hey I, i'd fuck your aunt sometimes <laughs> like what like what else is he gonna say that's true um which at first Marcus is like, hey man, she started it. <laughs> yeah. And then Jeff goes, no, no, no that was me. Yeah. And he's like, oh, that's, you're, you're messed up. Yeah, and the way Jeff says to, hey, I'm like Britta's boyfriend, it does seem like he's intimidating him. Yeah, that's, I think he's kind of trying to push him. Yeah. Like to be like, do what I say and go away now. Yeah. <laughs> uh, which, which Marcus. But I, every time I, every time I watch this, I kind of forget and I'm shocked that he does actually reveal. Because it seems like he's going to come up with some story. Yeah. To get him away. But then he actually does just reveal the truth, which is that he was sending him those texts. Yeah. And uh, Marcus says he wants something in return. And then that leads to the end moment of Britta. For some reason, announcing to the entire group, hey, I've lost my bra. Yeah, has anybody seen my bra? <laughs> like, I don't know. Does that feel a little weird to you? Here's what I'll say. a little say. weird to it me. It felt a little, a, a little weird to me. <laughs> when you were sitting there. And then I thought back again to my high school theater days. Oh. Those heady days of costume changes and, and, mm-hmm. and, and, and student bonding. And you know what? I, if, some, if, if someone was missing their bra, I could see them saying that. You know... You've brought me over to because I have the, I have similar experiences. Yeah, <laughs> and it was certainly more than bra talk was happening. Sure, <laughs> certainly, certainly a lot more. Yeah, and okay, I'm in. Yeah, I'll take it. Cool. <laughs> you convinced me very quickly. Yeah, uh, this might be our longest episode ever. I, you know, I apologize. <laughs> we were on a Comic Con high. We went off on some tangents. <laughs> we had a couple of tangents. Tooth fairy. When did you stop believing in that? <laughs> I didn't even. I didn't even get into my high school production of Pink Panther. Yeah, well, that's not. Um, That'll be its own episode. <laughs> but I have one stray commentary note, where, for no reason at all during the commentary, Chevy Chase. Oh yeah. Talks about how he. Why he, he calls Aubrey why A-Bed. Chevy or Chevy Chase talks about why Pierce calls a bed a bed. Yeah, he just calls him a bed. Well, that's what I'm saying. He because calls of, him because of somehow saying Arab yeah. is like Abed, yeah. which is, I believe that's in the pilot. He calls him Abed the Arab. Yeah. Uh, so that just stuck. Yes. With with uh, with Chevy and with Pierce. Yeah. And Chevy just randomly brought it up. Abed wasn't even in the scene at that moment. It no, was, and I don't even... It was I'm Annie and Pierce. I'm trying to remember talking. what little connection there was. I believe I don't it think was, there was one. The connection, I believe, was that Yvette Nicole Brown sometimes says people's names funny. Oh, yes. Because she goes, Britta? Britta? Yeah. yeah. So uh, that was the connection, but he seemed to really enjoy reveling and enjoy yeah. and like he just he the way he said it was so perfect. Yes, it was such just like a, I say this. Yeah, <laughs> it was great. Uh, plugs. 
uh, yeah, BenViewNetwork.com. <laughs> Go there. Check out Matt and Breno's wrestling show, Benson's Boombox, Popsicles, and, you know, some watch that space because there's announcements imminent. Yeah. And the 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 ever beloved, uh, some mostly twice yearly, uh, Bendu Megacast. Yeah, that's coming happening. to several coming soon. Several to streams, a, a stream near you. Uh, you could. It's usually on Radio Brenda Man and Pillage Cast. That's where I listen to them. Yeah. Uh, we we usually don't drop them on other streams. Yeah. Well, it'll be out there. The tr- much like the truth, it'll be out there. Yeah. Uh, you should also follow me on Twitter. Sure. At Doctor Matt Benson. That's Dr. Matt Benson. Uh, you usually go first, which is weird. Well, I'm letting you go first. Because i got to do the show plugs, too. What? Do your thing. Anyway, I have another podcast called Nerds Eye View. That's nevpodcast.com. Dot com. Or on Twitter, at nevpodcast. Cast. Uh, where I talk with some friends of mine about movies and a little bit of television. Talk but about films and TV. Every episode we review a new film in theaters. Uh, our most recent episode is uh, has a review of Lucy Powers, which uh, we've we, our special guest in that episode is Adam Cleese. San Diego back to OC. Um, <laughs> the next episode inside references. We're gonna be reviewing Guardians of the Galaxy space, and our guests will be Matt Benson. Yeah, raccoons and, and David King. Yep. So that's that's gonna be an action packed show. Uh, come check that out when that drops next week. Hooked on a feeling. And my personal Twitter is at SameCool11. Numbers. Now it's your show plugs. Being a hype man is hard work. I was going to do the show plugs you for you if you weren't popping over real quick. Uh, go to Shut Up. <laughs> shut Up. <laughs> uh, you can follow us on Twitter at Shut Up Len Pod. You can write the show an email at Shut Up Leonard Podcast at gmail.com. You can uh, review us on iTunes. You can rate us on iTunes. You can subscribe to us on iTunes, and you should do all thing of, all thing of those threes. Um, if you if you if you want a little shout out on the show, pretty much do any of those things I said, and you'll get one. Uh, it's all it's all cool. Do 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 all that, and you should now. consider going to Communicon. Yeah, October twenty sixth. Because I want to say it was exactly a week after October nineteenth. That's how I remember. Yeah, you might be right. It's 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 October. Check it out. Check, Check it out. You can just Google it. Yeah, Communicon. Shut up, Leonard. This podcast is a part of the Benview Network. You can find this and other podcasts like it at BenviewNetwork.com.